Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. I thought you'd like the story because it's literally the least surprising story of all time. Doug Gottlieb Show brought to you by Discover Card. With prices soaring at the pump, Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash awards. Limitations apply. Uh, Sean Devaney works for heavy.com, but he, he's worked for a bunch of different places. And he's excellent. Knows the NFL well. He was a long time with uh, Sporting News, right? God, I miss the, the old Sporting News. Anybody ever like that? That was a great little cheat sheet early on in the days of my early days of sports radio. Because they used to have this really cool, they they basically did the, it was like bloggers, right? Where they would have a guy for each team. They give you a little nugget for each team. And I just, I'd read that thing cover to cover. It was, it was excellent. Anyway, Sean Devaney for heavy.com. He said the Lakers and LeBron James are split right now in terms of who they want to bring in as far as head coach. Most of the front office seems zeroed in on Darvin Ham. Um, with former coaches Terry Stotts and Kenny Atkinson also in the mix, Devaney wrote. Ham briefly an assistant with the Lakers and according to the league, He's a favorite of Phil Jackson, Kurt Rambis, layer of the Lakers decision makers. Quote from one uh, Western Conference executive, I think those guys want a young coach that can mold a little bit. I don't think Darvin is a pushover by any means. I think they want a guy that they can point in a direction they want to go more more traditional basketball using Russell Westbrook a certain way. Uh, And the Doc Rivers rumors seems the players and perhaps general manager Rob Palenka too would rather see an experienced Win now coach in the sidelines. If LeBron could pick, the executive said, it's pretty certain he'd pick Doc. So uh, therein lies 
kind of the issue, right? It's like on there, there's a bunch of levels. First, you don't know if you actually get Doc, but I do think that Doc, you know, if he's smart, he'd want out. If nothing else, to reset the the shot clock, and that 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 job, while difficult, will likely never be there for him again. Does that make sense? And oh yeah, by the way, I mean Doc Rivers. Think about it. I would think he's the he'd be the first guy to coach the Lakers and the Celtics. That seems bizarre. Uh, and it's not like Doc, you know, he's co- he coached the Clippers, obviously. And now this the Sixers, he's coached Orlando and 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 Boston. But I think this would be a shot clock reset, right? No matter what you think of Philly, I don't think anybody thinks they're winning a championship with James Harden as one of their two best players at this point in time in his career. And when you have the ultimate uh, James Harden sycophant in Daryl Morey helping run the team, I don't think James Harden's going anywhere. So Doc probably would prefer it. I don't know if he can get to it. But I also think that part of this is the dysfunction of the Lakers. Right? It's the dysfunction of the Lakers. In that it's not that big a deal that a player has a preference. But the fact that the player's preference is becoming publicized, that becomes a big deal. Especially when it runs counter to the people running the organization. And, And a lot of this is... The idea you hear, I mean, you've heard this before in football. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, right? Um, I would even I would even tell you, like, Jimbo Fisher. Well, there's a lot of Jimbo Fisher stuff that's not a positive I don't agree with. When he took the job coming over from Florida State, he said, if everybody's not pulling the same direction, you ain't winning anything. And this is the perfect example of it. The idea that they're pulling in completely separate directions, right? You have one side of the organization who's like, you know what, let's get a young former player, a guy who's been here a little bit, been around the league. Let's let him learn and make some mistakes and do some good things. Like, you know, Ime Yudoka is similar, right? And then you have a LeBron, which is, I mean, that's as old school as old school. Like, let's get a guy who's won one before. You know, he's ready to win now. Players coach. Ooh, that feels hard. That feels hard. When you have two different points of view, two different perspectives, and it becomes public, that's like having two quarterbacks. Nothing good could come of it. And then the idea that somebody continues to, you know, and and this one is another Western Conference executive, but there's Magic Johnson's been talking about it. There's been other leak reports. All this leaking stuff, like, that doesn't happen with the best of the best of the best. You know, you bring in people, you interview them, you hire a coach. That's what the best-run organizations do. The Lakers and and the vacillating and the amount of time that they've had and even the way in which they pick apart what Frank Vogel did considering the roster he was given, that's a, that's a, that's a bad, that's got bad job written all over it. Because even if you get the job and you're Darvin Ham and the front office supports you, at the end of the day, you know you weren't LeBron's choice. And that's a really hard one to overcome. And if you're Doc Rivers and LeBron supports you and the front office is, isn't is all in on it, then the second something goes wrong, you're like, another bad LeBron decision. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. But that's the Lakers, where it's not like they're close. It's not like, well, you got this guy and this guy, and they're both similar. Two diametrically opposed in terms of backgrounds and amount of experience. Everything is completely opposite of each other, with the exception of the fact that they're both former players. Uh, although Doc Rivers is a former very good player, Darvin Ham was just a, a guy in the league. Right? Freak athlete, unbelievable rebounder and a great Texas Tech team. Just he's, he's a guy that if you didn't know he played in the league, you're not missing a ton of anything. As opposed to Doc Rivers is a really good player and has been a very good head coach and has gotten incredible amount of opportunities. Jay Stu, when you hear this, what do you think? Um, I don't like either of the choices. But then then the follow-up question is, um, then who do you like? I don't have the answer to that. I just don't think either of these guys are going to move the needle or be successful. I think all this next season has to do with Russell Westbrook. And all the tea leaves are pointing to the fact that he's going to be on the team. So it's it's not going to be a successful season, I think, either way. Um, but, yeah, th- 
This is like typical Lakers in that we know their business way ahead of time, and somebody is always leaking this stuff. I'm not sure what the strategy is here. Do they put this stuff out to, like, gauge the public's reaction? Or is there just somebody who is irresponsibly uh, sending notes to reporters after every after every meeting? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's definitely a bizarre one that they always uh, that that is it's always leaking. I mean, it re- really is. I mean, it's you know, it, it's it, it's like a, who 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 does by the way want to captain the Titanic? <laughs> that's a, that's that's one of them. Like, wait, oh, I get the Laker job, squeak. Uh, uh, I have to keep Russell Westbrook. Uh, okay, that's one of those jobs that you're probably better off coming in second place for. Like, if you're Darvin Ham, you might be best off. Like, I know that there's still the carrot of you might have one more LeBron year and Anthony Davis, and you might be able, but that feels like fool's gold. Yeah, John Ramos. <clears throat> when you played for different coaches in college and in professional uh, basketball, did you have a preference? Like, was it, did you want the, the, the grizzled veteran coach that had won before that, you know, had pedigree? Or did you want some guy coming in with fresh ideas? Something new, something fresh that, that, that maybe could spark the guys? What, what did you prefer when you were playing, and do you think that transferred I, over I mean, to these guys? I, I, I just, in all honesty, I was never in, in, this, in this position. So, I mean, like, look, the, the NBA, like, Doc Rivers is the, almost the new Bill Fitch, right? That's what it feels. He's like the new Bill Fitch, and that, like, this guy's getting another job? Like, really? Um, all that said, I do, I mean, I, I think Doc is, is a better than how he's perceived. I just do. I think he's better than how he's perceived. Um, on the other side, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I, I like the idea of a Darvin Ham. I like the idea of new energy and new thoughts. I just don't know what, you know, I, I don't know what the level of buy-in from LeBron and those guys will be. And therein lies the rub. I don't know if did that make any sense. Did that, did that work? Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Byer, what do you think? Like, like again, this is – I mean, we look around the league. Emi Udoka looks like he's going to the finals. He had never been a head coach before. He had been with the Nets for a little bit and the Spurs for a long period of time and a former player. It's pretty obvious that those guys respect him, and uh, he's done some excellent things. He also still has Brad Stevens helping him. Um, on the other side, you have Steve Kerr. He had never coached before, and he's going back – to the NBA, it looks they're one win away from going to the NBA Finals. Um, they had guys that wanted to be coached. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that that it's crazy because I, you know, I was asked this last week and it didn't dawn on me. Doug is that in years past you would say, you know, would you want the Lakers job? It's an automatic yes. Yes, one hundred percent. Top team in the you know biggest brand as we talked about recently. Like that is the absolute no brainer that you say yes. And right now, that's not the case, and that's crazy for where they are. I mean, we we ridicule the Knicks, you know, for just on where that franchise has been. And sands for the Lakers bubble title. Their last run over the last eight or nine years mirrors what has been going on with the New York Knicks. Oh, it's um, been. I think it's been worse. Yeah, I mean, it? it's just of of playoff appearances. Knicks have made one appearance in the last, I think, nine years. Lakers two yeah. uh, playoff appearances in the last nine years. Um, yeah, it is. It is all over the place, and that's even you know pre LeBron as well. So uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's crazy because and I'm not saying that all of it shouldn't be on LeBron's, but there were problems beforehand. You think LeBron is the save all, and now it's kind of doubled the problems that they have. Do you remember, like again, and and if you guys are looking this up, please recuse yourself. Jay Stu, do you remember who the coach was before Luke Walton? Coach before Luke Walton was Byron. Yeah, and who was before that? Um, before Byron Scott was, uh, was it D'Antoni? Yeah, I forgot Mike D'Antoni was the coach for like a year and a half. Remember, they fired Mike Brown five games in the season. He was trying That's to put right. in the Princeton offense with Nash uh, and um, and Dwight Howard, right? Then they bring it, and so D'Antoni, they have a decent year, and they lose in the first round. 
And ever since then, it's just been a disaster. They won 27, 21, 17, 26, 35, 37, 52, 42, 33 games. I, I had totally forgotten they went from Mike Brown, Bernie Bickerstaff had it like five games, and Mike Dant- I forgot Mike D'Antoni. I forgot about that abject disaster. That was when they had, and that was like similar almost to the Russell Westbrook thing with Nash, where Nash, he basically never played for the Lakers, and yet they carried on that contract. It was so bad. And then Kobe, of course, aged, and then Kobe got hurt, and he was never the same, and then they had that gigantic contract. Yeah, I, I would almost I would say that they've been worse because they've had bigger name players. Mm-hmm. You know, um, God, they're so bad. All right, so if if I put it to you guys, just just on the without knowing any of the details, LeBron wants Doc, and Rambus and the rest of those front office guys want Darvin Ham. What would you do? You got to go, Doc. You you're you're li- you're locked in with LeBron. That's that's. If LeBron doesn't get his way, it's not going to work. You go full LeBron? Yes. Jay Stu, you agree? Dance with the devil. I do. I agree with Dan. Okay, what if you can't get him? Well, then who's LeBron's plan B? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would I, I think I, I don't think he's thought that far. I do think that there's a way in which you can get Doc. It'd be expensive and they're cheap. But yeah, the other great thing about LeBron wanting, reportedly wanting Doc, is you know if it fails, then all the heat doesn't go on LeBron again because we just add it to Doc Rivers. Exactly. So and the opposite is true if Darvin Ham is hired. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's on LeBron. Now, I know I've, I know that baseball trades managers, um, and I, I think Belichick was a part of a head coaching trade in the NFL. Yeah, Gruden yeah, as well. So, so Gruden, has Gruden the NBA done it? Well. Has the NBA ever done this? I think it has. I'm trying to think where it is. But what do they have to trade? That, that one <laughs> Russell first round Westbrook. Pick? They have that one first round pick. You, you can't trade players because it doesn't it doesn't work with the salary cap. They should trade a future head coach back to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys on the bench. <laughs> That's crazy. The whole thing is nuts. <laughs> the whole thing is absolutely absolutely nuts. Ugh. Uh, all right, coming up next, journeyman um, Jock Peterson. Remember him? He's having a heck of a week. How good? We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Boom, what up, America? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. we got a lot to get to here, including a little baseball. It's time for That's Baseball. All right. Uh, Giants outfielder Jock Peterson. That's weird. All right, that he won a World Series with the Dodgers, and now he's a giant. It just feels weird. Sorry. Jock Peterson hit three home runs on Tuesday night, added a home run yesterday in the first inning, giving him four home runs in six at-bats over two days. Peterson did have an extended conversation with Barry Bonds before Tuesday's game. How do we explain a journeyman who, heck, even the Dodgers, you know, tried to trade for in their World Series, tried, tried to trade to supplant him that's baseball or maybe maybe he got some tablets from uh, one Barry Bonds <laughs> uh, the New York Yankees have the best record in baseball right now one of the interesting stories this season is a reliever Clay Holmes sub Holmes who pitched in his 23rd consecutive scoreless inning last night He's looking like the next great closer for the team I mean how do you go from Araldis Chapman, who throws 150 miles an hour to some dude no one's ever heard of, who might be even better, and that's baseball. And then this one, Josh Donaldson suspended, I don't know why. Uh, first and foremost, I have the utmost respect for what Tim Anderson brings to the game of baseball. I stated over the weekend that I apologize for offending Tim. It was a misunderstanding based upon multiple exchanges between us over the years. My view of that exchange hasn't changed. I meant no disrespect. In the past, it's never been an issue, and now that it is, we have mutual understanding. I would also like to apologize to Mrs. Rachel Robinson and the Jackie Robinson family for any distress this incident may have caused. Jackie was a true American hero, and I hold his name in highest regard. Okay, 
Why are you apologizing to Jackie Robinson's family for talking a little ish to Tim Anderson? Apologizing for talking trash? That's baseball. Uh, By the way, Tim Anderson uh, appeared on Bamani Jones' podcast yesterday. The word racist didn't appear once in a 20-minute interview. And this is, it's crazy because, like, look, Bamani does a lot of things. Almost all of them revolve around race. So between Bamani not asking if it was racial in nature and then Tim Anderson saying it was disrespectful in nature and not touching the word race, I I just, I don't. So are, are we suspending him for talking trash? Like you're not allowed to be disrespectful? Is that now against the rules? And oh yeah, by the way, what is disrespectful about calling a guy Jackie when he called himself the next Jackie Robinson? If anybody, Tim Anderson should apologize to to the family of the late great <laughs> Dodger star. Right? Where's Tim Anderson's apology? I apologize for comparing myself to one of the iconic players, both on and off the field in the sport of Major League Baseball. That's, that's a, the apology I want to hear. That's a good point. I, I think Rachel Robinson knows that uh, Jackie Robinson was about a lot of things, and it wasn't about bringing fun to baseball. He didn't have a lot of fun. Nope. I think Jackie experienced. That unfun experience. <laughs> and uh, Tim Anderson says, I want to bring fun back to baseball. And I'm the, the new Jackie Robinson. That, that doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, I yeah. asked Bamani yesterday on Twitter. I said, were, were, were you given a condition to not talk race by getting this Did he interview? respond? Yeah. He said that um, he uh, didn't think it was interesting. So uh, he what? Yeah, he he asked a question uh, to kind of cover his butt by saying something like, um, "What did you make of Tony Larusa's comment afterwards?" And then Tim Anderson said, "Larusa's my manager. He's got my back. He's a player's guy." And they didn't touch on race. And then Bamani didn't follow up, and they moved on and didn't talk about it. Yeah, but he yeah he didn't think it was interesting. That's bizarre. That that's that's the most disingenuous thing I've ever heard. Something's going on here. Whether it's a gag order, baseball wants to sweep this under the rug. You have a league, a former league MVP, who supposedly did something racist, and nobody has brought it up since it was called racist. Right, which then just kind of lingers out there and makes you and and would leave. I, I don't think mo, I don't think everybody, but anybody parachuted in the story is like, oh, Josh Allen's a racist, right? Because he was. If you're called a racist, it just kind of sticks to you. You know, or you say racially insensitive remarks, which it wasn't. I don't believe. I mean, was he talking trash? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I'm just this one. This one's the old head scratcher. The old head scratcher. Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. One of my favorite guys who covers the NBA and does a great job doing it is Michael Lee. He's a sports enterprise reporter for the Washington Post. He's covered the NBA for a long, long time. Reminder, uh, Michael Lee joining us is brought to you by Discover Card. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Um... Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Look, obviously the heat are banged up, but very much. So. Um, how much of that is why they can't score? No, that's been a problem all year. It doesn't matter who they have in the lineup or who they have on the floor. They just don't have a lot of guys who can create their own shots. They have too many guys that are dependent on somebody creating for them, and now they don't have Tyler Hero. And so when you take out the sixth man of the year and one of your main offensive weapons to a team that's already struggling to score against one of the top defenses that's, you know, the best defense out there in the playoffs, you're going to really struggle. And with Jimmy Butler being banged up, with Kyle Lowry being a shell of himself, and with Bam out of Bayou not being the kind of guy who you can just say, get on my back and let's go, you're going to have a team that's really just kind of running out of gas. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, but the question becomes, like, you know, Jimmy plays great in game one, and some are like, well, he's a top five player in the NBA. I'm like, all right. I mean, like, look, he's you need that cheat code guy at some point, right? A guy who can just carry you when the house is on fire. Um, is, is, is he that level of player, or is he a level slightly below? 
Well, I think that it's hard to really view anything beyond game three when it comes to Jimmy Butler because of whatever's going on with his knee. He's not really complaining about it or saying that there's a problem, but there clearly is a problem because this is a guy that through the course of this postseason has been one of the top five players this postseason in the playoffs. Now, whatever you say about the regular season, he may not always bring it all the time then, but when the lights get bright and when the stage, you know, everybody's checking him out, he steps up and performs, and we've seen him do it a lot um, everywhere he's been. I mean, you could say, you know, he's been a problem child of different places, but he always showed up. You never had to worry about that. And to see him play as poorly as he has now, as he is right now, I don't think it's because he's just not up to, to, to being able to do it. I just think that physically he can't do it. But it's in him to perform at a high level. Um, I don't think anybody went overboard by proclaiming him the best player one of the best, one of the best two or three players in the postseason because he was playing at that level. But once, once you know you're in your 30s and you have knee injuries, and it is you're not going to look the same. And that that's been his issue, his health. I mean, that's that's the only thing holding him back right now. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's get to the Warriors and uh, and their dismantling of the Dallas Mavericks. What do you think the Mavericks could smartly add to take that next step? They need size. They need a skilled big. Um, you know, yeah, they thought they had it in Porzingis, um, you know, but he just wasn't the right fit for uh, for Luca. But they need a big who can kind of like a, a better version of Kleber, you know, just somebody who can also rebound and, and defend. You know, they need a guy who can kind of stretch, you know, spread the floor out, but also just being, I don't know who that player is right now, uh, the top of my head, but they just need, they need more size. I mean, the, uh, they're they're letting Kevin Looney look like you know young Zoe Morning out there you know in the series and he's been able to dominate with, a, with that interior presence but you know it, they were able to do beat, beat Utah by getting you know Rudy Gobert off the floor because they were playing small but the Warriors can just play small better than anybody else but they also can have Looney out there and that's really been their issue they just don't have the size to compete with the Warriors right now um, they just they need one big guy who can take some pressure off Luca um, inside. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I agree. I just, I don't know if they need a skilled big. Like, it's nice to have a skilled big, but they need somebody who is a junkyard dog. They get no offensive rebounds. They have, it's whatever they do, and and that's it. You know, that's the, 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 the magic to the Warriors is that though everybody fears the three, they get a ton of layups off of those, off of that. And they have a bunch of movement, but also that they're a very good rebounding team, despite the fact they either only have Looney going to the boards or Looney and Draymond going to the boards and everybody else getting back. Well, Steph gets boards secretly. People don't really pay attention to that, but like a lot of times when you have a lot of these, these long rebounds, you know, the big guy's not going to get it. But Steph has a magnet to the ball. He can find a way to get to the ball as well. And I think that's what the, the, the Mavericks haven't been doing. They haven't been rebounding as a team. I mean, because they shoot long threes. So it's not like every ball's just bouncing, falling in Looney's hands. Uh, they're just not aggressively trying to get every loose ball or get every rebound or every carom. And so I think that's really what they have to do. Because, I mean, I think Steph had a game with 12 rebounds this series. So, you know, he, he's not out there banging. You know, <laughs> he's not, he's not, you know, just dominating everybody with his uh, leaping ability. He, he just out there actually tracking down the ball. And the Mavericks right there, once once the shot's up, they're, they're retreating or, or ball watching. And you can't do that against the Warriors team because they'll make you pay. Um, okay. Who do you like? Let, let's say it's, and I know that I know that the series has made no sense at all in the Celtics and Heat, but the Heat are really banged <laughs> up. So let's let's act let's act like they're, they're going to play in the finals. Your first glance, who do you like? Uh, it's tough. Um, I mean, the Warriors have been there before, um, but part of me is sort of looking at the Celtics because of what they've done defensively all postseason. The fact that they made Kevin Durant look confused in a way that I've never seen him look uh, in a playoff series before. The fact that they were able to, you know, make Giannis less efficient, which is something that nobody can do. Um, and now they're making just totally dismantling the, the the Heat, which was the number one seed despite all their issues. They're making them look pretty wretched right now, too. So I'm leaning more towards the Celtics. And the one reason why, and this is what stands out to me, they have a first-year coach who was really tough, and has been able to come up with schemes that have that that work in the postseason. When I look at the teams that the Warriors have lost to in the playoffs, they had a first-year coach in Ty Lue, who was able to really make good adjustments. And they had a tough defensive-minded, you know, you know, group. They did it and they won. And then he had 
Toronto with Nick Nurse, first-year coach, you know, <laughs> in there with a defensive, you know, mindset, and he can make adjustments, and he can do some things. M.A. Udoka feels like one of those type of coaches. And so that, you know, that, that's given Steve Kerr problems in the playoffs. So when I look at what they can do, uh, and, you know, we got Jason Tatum, who's really emerging as a first-team All-NBA guy, you know, one of the top one-on-one players in the game, and you got an elite defense right now, that's what I'm looking at, but who knows? I mean, we'll see how both these series play out. But just today, right now, that's what stands out to me as a possibility, and that's kind of where I'm leaning. The Lakers appear split on what they should do head coaching-wise. Darvin Ham, I think that's who Rambis and, and uh, supposedly Phil Jackson are more in on, like a younger, almost the Ime Yudoka type who you can mold. LeBron seems to want Doc Rivers, somebody proven who's dealt with stars before. What do you think they do? Well, I mean, <laughs> what do they have to give up to get Doc? I mean, they'd have to give up a lot because, you know, he's under contract with Philly for the next couple of years. And even if Maury wants to go another direction, he'd have to milk that for everything he could. So I think it's more of a dream for LeBron to have him as being the coach. Um, to me, I just think the Lakers' job is just such a difficult job for anybody. And you, you just got to have somebody who, who wants it <laughs> because you're you're dealing with, you know, an agent LeBron who's still an elite player – but you know how much he runs the show, and then you got to deal with just Russell Westbrook and trying to solve that that mystery there, and then you got to hope that Anthony Davis is healthy enough to play at least sixty games, and that's a tough job, a tough position for anybody to be in because you're playing, you're the Lakers, and so the expectations are championships or failure. And for a guy like Darvin Ham, I think it'd be great if he could get a job, you know, because he's been paying his dues for years, and he has won a championship last year. Um, and for a guy like Terry Stotts. I think that'd be a different challenge for him because he's never really, you know, coached, you know, player. I mean, he had Lillard, but he never really coached a star-laden team like he would in L.A. Um, so I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, I think if somebody wants to coach the Lakers, give them the chance because it's not a, it's not an ideal job to me right now because there's not much of an upside to that, that team, or that, that franchise. It does feel like who wants to captain the Titanic. It re- really, really, really does. Uh, does Kyrie Irving play with the Nets next year? Uh, I don't know where else he can go. That's the thing. So I think he does. Uh, I think that you know, they, I think they just want to kind of shake him and scare him into getting right and understanding that there's more at stake than just whatever can appease his ego. Um, I mean, he sabotaged their hopes of winning the title last year, and he still doesn't seem to understand that. So I think a lot of these things that are floated out there now are more to kind of shake them into shape and sort of help them understand that you might think you run the show here, but you don't. And we allowed you to run the show, and you you basically tanked it for us. And now we are, are in a difficult situation if we want to compete in the East because everybody else is getting better. And we're hoping that you get better, but you haven't shown the maturity. So I don't know any other team that wants him based on how he just, just destroyed a championship you know, caliber team um, with with just his selfishness. Um, so I, I think he stays because there's nowhere else for him to go. Awesome stuff. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you joining us. Incredible insight into a league you know and cover and handle so well. Thanks so much for being our guest. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that's Mr. Michael Lee, Sports Enterprise reporter for the Washington Post. He's covered the NBA for a long time. That's that, that's the real stuff right there. You need to hear what Colin Coward had to say about Kevin Durant. It's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Salt and pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I love that song, but it, uh, the, the start of the song where it goes, where they at, where they at, where they at, where they at. I got a great story for that one. Uh, remind me of that in one second. With uh, prices soaring, the pump discover has your back with cash back. Use discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases. When you activate, learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. Uh, my first college coach was a man named uh, uh, John McLeod. He's passed away about a year and a half ago. Um, and longtime NBA coach, head coach at uh, Oklahoma and at Notre Dame, where I played for him as a freshman. And I'll never forget my good friend, Antony Weish. Uh, Tone is an assistant at Siena. Um, was a longtime assistant at uh, Lehigh as well. And um, Tone was from uh, upstate New York. Great player, good dude. And my freshman year, we're watching tape. And John McLeod is using his, he had a, he had a, um, a yardstick and he used to, point at the pull-down projector, which was, wasn't was like old-school projectors. I'm not that old. But he used to point at the things on the screen, and he's like, Antony Weish, what are you doing here? <clears throat> and Tone's in the back, and he's like, where am I at, coach? Turn on the lights. 
Where you are is basketball. Where you need to go is English class. Never end a sentence in a preposition. <coughs> Swear to God that happened. Let's get to what the Fox said. Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Anyway, uh, Colin Cowherd said this about Kevin Durant. The bottom line for Brooklyn, protect KD, insulate KD, keep AD, make KD happy. That is the mission. It should be the mission. Initially, listen, KD can be sensitive. Okay, so what? Deal with it. A lot of guys are sensitive. A lot of people are sensitive. Sometimes stars are sensitive. Stars also get criticized more than everybody else. I can live with all that sensitivity stuff. I wish he could confront Draymond Green. I wish he was still a warrior, but he's not. That's life. But let's not make the same mistake again. Understand, you got to protect sometimes your star from bad actors around him. And so I think this news that KD hasn't talked to the Nets is actually smart and shrewd and great news and gives him deniability because I think this franchise has to eventually move off Kyrie Irving, just like they moved off James Harden. And they, I don't know what's going to happen to Ben Simmons, but in a couple of years, they may have to move off him. The only guy I'm completely all in on, absolutely, beginning, middle, end, is KD, and now he's got deniability. You know, I, here, here's what I think with, with Kevin Durant. There's a lot made of the fact that, the, that Kevin Durant hasn't talked to the Nets, and there's some people that think there's a disconnect. I don't think that's how KD works. I, I really don't. This is my belief. I think Kevin Durant is really smart, really wants to win, and he knows, as Colin said, there's a little bit of disconnect, and whatever they do, I think Kevin Durant just wants to play great basketball and just wants to be in a great basketball team, and while he might not be able to say it publicly because of his friendship with Kyrie Irving, like, look, he just, as long as what you're doing makes us better in basketball, I'm all for it. Um, So I, I agree with, I agree with Colin. Kevin Durant is not the problem. He is to be protected. But I also think that the way the Nets are doing business is the opposite of the Lakers, which is we don't need to ask our superstar what he thinks we should do. If we need his help, we'll ask him. We just put together a better team and have a better culture, we'll have, you know, a better result. Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington said this about Colin Kaepernick working out for the Raiders. It feels like it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. You make these big-time acquisitions. You bring in this offensive genius as a head coach. You've got, you know, uh, you know, again, a team that went to the playoffs last year in a division that's just mounting up with so much talent around you, and then you do this. And it really doesn't make any sense unless you're that concerned about Derek Carr getting hurt, which he's been pretty darn reliable and healthy throughout his time in Las Vegas or going back to Oakland. So that's not that big of a concern. I, I just I, I wonder why are you want to bring this on yourself? It has to be to distract from whatever the hell is going on with Mark Davis and, and other things that could come to fruition. Mm. I think it's interesting only from the standpoint of why now? Why now? Uh, I would wonder what that smoke and mirror would be. I, I mean, I completely agree with, with Brady Quinn's deal. I mean, totally, right? But just Let's just kind of call it like it is. This is one of those deals, okay, where it's a publicity stunt. And I will only cover it as such. They already have three three quarterbacks, including their star quarterback, under a new contract. The other ones are viable spot replacements. One of one of whom came with the coach and and, and knows it. Um, why now? Because the guy went out and threw at uh, at Michigan's spring game. Because it's it it takes our attention off the rest of the mess, which is the Raiders, and tries to make the rest of the NFL look bad which is a Mark Davis play, right out of the Mark Davis playbook. And that's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so we got some NBA stuff, including the Heat continuing to struggle putting the ball into the basket. That seems to be uh, paramount importance. We could have the last game of the Dallas Mavericks season tonight. And we got to figure out what do we make of the report that the Nets are not willing to give Kyrie Irving a long-term extension. I'll, I'll tell you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.